0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and baptism. Now, there is some odd teaching about this. I'm not sure why Um, people have gotten some of this confused, but I just want to go over some things and try to explain just how simple this is. It's, It's actually a very simple thing and a very simple idea, but people seem to have it confused. If we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 9, it says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So, we need to have the Holy Spirit. If we do not have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, then we are not his. We are not in Christ. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, 13 and 14. In Him, and this is talking about in Christ, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory. The Holy Spirit is our seal from God. It says we are His, His people, and that is His seal of protection. Now, we have to ask the question for this because there's been some different things being said, and I just want to, you know, I've seen different conversations. I've seen kind of arguments, and I don't think we need to argue about it. I think we need to look at the Word of God and understand what's being said. Is there more than one baptism? No, there is not. There is only one baptism. We can read directly from Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4-6. through 6. There is one body and one spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, that's Jesus Christ, one Lord, one faith, the belief in Him as the Son of God, that's the, that is the that is our belief and our faith, one baptism, one baptism, one God and Father of all, and that is God, He is the Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. As the Holy Spirit, we have the Spirit of God. He is in us all, plainly spoken. You can't be any more plain than what Paul is saying right there. There is one baptism. That's what I really want us to focus on. But I do want us to realize, too, that the Spirit of God is in us, right? If we have been baptized into Christ. And and I know I kind of just jumped a little bit right there, but hold on. Some people misunderstand baptism, and they believe there is a water baptism, and they believe there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Or they believe that you receive the Holy Spirit when you have that moment of salvation, but they don't know what that moment is, is the problem. They misidentify that moment of salvation. So, there are not two baptisms. As Paul states there, there's one. And Jesus says, we must be born again. We must be born of water and spirit. And he says this to Nicodemus. This is back in John chapter three, verses five and six. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, is spirit okay so this is he's speaking of baptism which births us births us from water it births us from water and also gives us the holy spirit which we're going to go into peter refers to this and says it slightly differently and this is in acts chapter 2 verse 38 a very famous verse so this is why i don't understand why people don't understand this it's it, it seems so simple. He says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Oh, I'm sorry. I added a word. I, I hate it when I do that. Pardon me. Um, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when do you receive? The gift of the Holy Spirit when you're baptized, right? If you go back and look at, well, we'll talk about that. Hold on. Anyway, so you receive the Holy Spirit through baptism, just ordinary water baptism. That's where we pass through the death of Christ. He pays that that debt for us because we have to die because of sin, right? That's the problem. And Jesus is the solution, and He died for us. So we pass through that death. We're baptized into His death. And then we receive the Holy Spirit through baptism. There is no second, no special baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nothing like that. And now, if we look at Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, I I want us to see here what it says about baptism. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Again, this is speaking of baptism. Jesus saves us through baptism, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. No, the water does not save us, but Jesus saves us through disobedient act. The washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit occur together in baptism. That's when we receive the Holy Spirit. If you, you, you do not receive the Holy Spirit by prayer, nor is there some second, secret, special Holy Spirit baptism. There is nothing like that. We must believe and act on that belief that the Lord has given us, that God gives us, He gives us that gift of faith. We must react to that in obedience by being baptized just like Jesus was. When did the Spirit of God descend down to Jesus, when he was baptized, this is a this is given in each gospel account. I want you to go look at each gospel account and look at the baptism of Jesus and notice that the Spirit of God descends when he's baptized. He sets the example for us, so it, so it will be plain for us to see. And then again, take take those examples; all of them are the same. Then look at what Peter says. When you're baptized, you will receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit. We have all this example, and we have all it being stated. We have it being stated several different ways. Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 6. We receive the Holy Spirit through baptism. Baptism, being baptized into Christ's death, is what saves us. And did I misspeak when I said Romans chapter 6? Because I gave my examples here as Romans chapter 8. Well, anyway, in Romans chapter 6, Paul does talk more in depth about baptism. That's also where he tells us about the sin problem that we all owe a death for our sin. So that's not anything new in and of itself. But we need to realize that we need to follow Jesus' example. We need to be baptized. He set that example for us. Now, and there is a difference in baptism. If you remember, before Jesus, John was practicing baptism, and Jews, even now today, still practice ritual bathing. They do. But those do not give you the Holy Spirit. Even John's baptism didn't give you the Holy Spirit. We see this in Acts I think it's in Acts chapter, well, I've forgotten now. It might have been, well, it's in Acts where uh, Paul meets some other disciples, but they only knew of the baptism of John. And so they were rebaptized into the baptism of Christ, because then Jesus had died and rose again, and baptism is that, is that conduit now, where we are baptized into his death, and we receive the Holy Spirit. But before then, before that, uh, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance only. So it was just repentance. Whereas Jesus, a baptism into Christ, is repentance, and it is uh, death, and being freed from sins. You know, we're, we're going down into Jesus' death, and then we're arising, being resurrected into a new life. And we receive the Holy Spirit to help guide us and teach us through this new life. Now, there's two other things that people talk about and they they mention and they say that these are Holy Spirit baptism or or they'll call it something like that. But it's not baptism. And, and I want to present, let's see, um, some people do want to say that this is something special you have to do to get the Holy Spirit, but you do not. There is nothing special that you need to do to receive the Holy Spirit, other than follow what the Lord has commanded, believe, repent, and be baptized. That's all you need to do. Now, there's two accounts, and I want to tell you about one. Uh, In Acts chapter two, verses one through four, the apostles are filled with the Holy Spirit and given power. And it sits on them with like tongues of fire. This was a special dispensation for the apostles. And maybe that's not the right word, but this was a special thing given to the apostles. We do not see this on anyone else. Uh, This is not baptism, and it is not called baptism. They do not call it that. They say that they are filled with the Holy Spirit and with that power. And this was to help them establish the Lord's church this is why they could perform all these miracles and do all these things much like the Lord did now there is another occurrence a similar instance where the holy spirit fell fell upon some gentiles if we look at acts chapter 10 verses 44 through 48 while peter was still speaking these words The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Now, I want you to notice that it says the Holy Spirit fell on them. It doesn't really say that it filled them or that they were given power like the apostles. However, there's some similarity there, and Peter mentions that, like us, they have received the Holy Spirit, so there is some similarity there. But this was done to teach Peter and the other Jewish Christians that the Gentiles were now to be included in God's family. So, this was done, again, for a special reason, just like the apostles received this, Uh, special feeling and power that was for a special reason to establish the Lord's church. And then here again, this occurs for a special reason to teach a special thing to make sure that the apostles and and the other Jewish believers understood that the Gentiles were now also included. This is not just a Jewish thing anymore. The Lord wants the entire world saved. So these were Two special occasions and times, they do not represent a different baptism at all, and they're not called a baptism in either case. They were special cases for special reasons, and it's just not baptism, okay? There's still only one baptism and one faith in Jesus, so we need to remember that. It's easy, and, and I have been confused and misled when I was younger. It's easy to be confused and misled. People, sometimes they've been taught incorrectly, so they continue that teaching. I'm not saying they're doing it in an evil way, because sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're honestly mistaken. However, good intentions and being honestly mistaken is not going to absolve us or help us when we have the Word, and we should plainly read the Word and understand what it says. And Jesus plainly tells us about baptism, Peter tells us about baptism. You can see baptism throughout uh, the book of Acts. And these other cases, those are something different, and they're not referred to as baptism because they're not. They're not baptism. So remember that there's still only one baptism, that when you are baptized, you do receive the Holy Spirit, just just like the Spirit descended down on Jesus and that was to represent that, that was to show us this. That's why all four all four Gospels have this event and record it the same way so that we would understand that's when you receive the Holy Spirit. Peter later says that, and um, I think Paul also mentions this somewhere, but I don't remember right off the top of my head. I'm not the best at remembering like chapter and verse. That's really not my thing, but I can look things up very quickly, and I can find them. And when I read things, as long as I understand it, it really stays with me. Now, sometimes we may read things and don't fully understand them, and so, you know, that can happen. And and that's a part of the growing Christian life, right? But I want to make sure we're clear. There's only one baptism, just one baptism, and that is the baptism into Christ that's in water, and you receive the Holy Spirit through that baptism look at all the verses we have about baptism and realize that that is what saves us. Realize that that matters. Um, I know that some will say faith alone, but I always want you to remember when they say faith alone, and they'll even refer to the Old Testament, and they'll say, well, Abraham was saved by faith alone. Um, Noah was saved by faith alone. And neither of those statements are really true. Abraham was saved by his faith because he acted in obedient faith to what God said. He even went so far as to offer to sacrifice his son Isaac, and he was going to do it, and then God stopped him, and God supplied him with a good sacrifice. And then Noah, when Noah was not saved by faith alone, no, Noah had to build the ark, right? Would he have been saved if he hadn't built the ark? No, he was saved By faith now, but through his faithful obedience as well. We, we can't just believe and mentally assent and say, yes, God, you're right. I should not lie and then turn around and lie. Or, yes, God, I should, I should do good to other people and then turn around and not do it. We have to do it, right? So if we're not following the belief and the faith up with faithful obedience and action, then we're not not—we're not really in the faith at all. We're just mentally assenting to it, and that's not enough. We're warned about that, and it's, it's just not enough. So I have gone on about this probably long enough. I just want you to remember that there is one baptism and one faith and one Lord, one God, okay? Hope you have a wonderful day, May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.